All right, RJ, let's take a look at the odds for the four remaining teams to win the national championship. Okay, give us, let's go uh, Casey Kasem style. From the biggest long shot to the biggest favor. Well, it's actually a tie for the biggest long shot. And we'll start with the eight-seeded North Carolina Tar Heels, plus 525 after opening the tournament 33-1. to Okay, now let's think about this. Is If everyone was even and these were even odds, it would be 3-1 to for all the teams. So the difference between you know North Carolina being an underdog gets them all the way up to there. All right, continue. Villanova also plus 525 after opening the tournament 14 to 1. Okay, and we're going to be talking about an injury in that game at the end that really affects their performance, we think, moving forward. Uh, the two favorites Kansas plus 180. Their odds to open the tournament were 18 to 1. And the favorite Duke Blue Devils plus 150 after opening the tournament 20 to 1. So, of the four remaining teams, Duke was the, the third longest odds, and now they are the favorites. Okay, so let's think about this Villanova, as they currently are, versus North Carolina. North Carolina would clearly be favored, right? I think they would, yes. By what do you think? I, I think by, by a point. Okay, so that means Duke's probably favored by one or two if they meet if they yes. meet Kansas. You think? That would that'd be my guess. Duke minus one. Okay. All right. So let's continue. We talked about Duke and their advancement. Let's go to the North Carolina win. Break it yeah, down. Nor- North Carolina did exactly what I expected Kentucky to do to St. Peter's. You saw the St. Peter's team that's been atrocious offensively all season long. They had the the best offensive night of their season against Kentucky. The real St. Peter's stood up uh, against North Carolina and got absolutely smashed. Uh, It was a a 9-0 start that just led to a downhill trucking of of St. Peter's. They couldn't get anything going offensively. Uh, Just no shot makers. Too many second chances as well for North Carolina, who had 49 rebounds on the night to just 33 for St. Peter's. So think about this is the way North Carolina was perceived entering this game compared to the way Kentucky was perceived before the first game. What do you think the line would have been Kentucky, North Carolina? Because what I want to do is compare the difference there to the difference in St. Peter's line against North Carolina versus Kentucky, just to see what kind of upgrade they gave St. Peter's. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it, it, you know, Kentucky being an 18 and a half point favorite, I think now it's you, you'd have to say that if well, let's, if that, let's do it. Let's do it my way. What would the line have been Kentucky as they were perceived before the first game versus North Carolina as they were perceived before the Elite Eight game? It would have been Kentucky minus 10 or 11, 10 or 11. Yeah. So Kentucky was I mean, let's think about this a second. Duke was favored in that last game in Duke against North Carolina, and the line came out to be, if you take away home court, about a seven-point favor. And yes. you think that, that, that Kentucky was three points better than Duke? Yes. Coming into the tournament, yeah, they were perceived as three points better than Duke. Oh, yes. Remember, nice. Kentucky was the number three team, and they were the number three team in the odds at that point. Okay, and what was Duke? Seven or eight. Uh-huh. All right, let's say this. Let's call it nine just to kind of get it towards. Okay. All right, so now, uh, so on a neutral nine, and then what was the difference in the line between, with Kentucky and St. Peter's? Nine uh, points. 
nine points was a difference there. Wow. So you're saying the uh, what was the Elite Eight line with St. Peter's? Uh, against North Carolina? Yeah. Was nine and a half. Wow. Boy, you love, did you love North Carolina in that game? I liked North Carolina in that game. But I was, I, listen, St. Peter's had scared the light. I'd lost twice going against St. Peter's already. Uh-huh. That's the time you got to really, <laughs> really get that's up That's to when the you table. take the rubber band off. Okay, so, so what we're saying here then is, huh, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Because in a weird way, what we're saying is St. Peter's didn't get adjusted at all. Because if you're saying that Kentucky was 10 points better than North Carolina – and or nine or so, and then the line was nine points difference in the opener against Kentucky, then it means St. Peter's didn't get – that shows you how wrong you would have been about Kentucky against North Carolina. Yeah, so uh, North they've both been upgraded, though. You've got to remember, North Carolina beat Baylor during that well, stretch, no, remember, so they've been upgraded as well. I was asking North Carolina as they were perceived – Oh, Dude, coming into the tournament, when I talk. Yeah. When I say North Carolina is perceived in the Elite Eight, that would have accounted for the, up, the uptick. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that 20 spots is what St. Peter's has jumped in Ken Palm since the start of this tournament, from 117 and, to 97. And how many how many points would that be? Roughly four. Okay, okay. So that says is it? All right, that makes sense, huh? That's interesting. Okay, now if you had said, I know St. Peter's can win the first game. I know they can win the second game. <laughs> I know they can win the third, but I don't think they can beat North Carolina. Now, obviously, that's not easy to do, but 100 bucks, let it ride. Just to give you a sense of how unlikely getting to the Elite Eight was, 100 bucks on St. Peter's to win the first game, second game, third game, would have won you 48,500. 48,500. So about 485 to 1 odds to win those three games. Now, what's interesting is there was a guy who had a four-teamer, and he picked all four of the regional winners. What did that pay off, AJ? He, he was a $25 better who made $43,218. Wow. So it was four times as much effectively. Yeah, it was plus 172,000 and change. So just a, a massive win for him. 172,000, which is going to be 1,700. Okay. So, yeah, four times as much, about 485 yep. to one versus 1,720 to one. That seems big payoff. For, I guess it was. Well, what, North was the the, what was the payoff from the four individual? Uh, Duke Duke was plus 460, Villanova plus 390, Kansas plus 200, North Carolina plus 2000. I got to tell you something. That's a fun little thing we should start doing a little bit. Like pick a final four and and just do a little parlay on it. I mean, I mean obviously I, a long shot, but that's a fun one. Have you in in the all your years of picking a bracket, have you ever had all your final four make it to the final four? You know, I think I'd remember if I did. I would, too, and I, I don't think it's ever happened for me. So, I mean, g- kudos to this guy for picking the Final Four right. I I never remember doing it because I said to myself, I can't imagine I wouldn't have at some point picked all four right, but I've never done it. And McKenzie said 0.1% of bracket pickers had this exact Final Four. Well, that's actually more than you'd expect because that's one it out is of 1,000. But I guess but maybe because North Carolina is a pedigree program, yep. it's not as crazy. Which I think speaks to the idea that St. Peter's gave us this perception of 
you know, upset city, uh, you know, bracket busters, everyone's brackets messed up. And listen, a lot of big teams went down. But if you look at the 16 teams that made the Sweet 16, 13 from one of the big six conferences, Gonzaga, who made the Final Four last year, Houston, who made the Final Four last year, and St. Peter's. So Houston and Gonzaga top, what, five mid-majors? Yes. Overall, last couple years? Yes. Top five mid-majors and all big conference teams plus one. So St. Peter's really skewed the perception, I think, of of this being upset, you know, this being a, a uh, upset or Cinderella-ish bracket. And I do think after all that feeling, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Villanova might be the bluest of the blue bloods in the Final Four ever. I think it is. I think it is the most uh, the most heavy blue blood organ or final four ever. I looked at a uh, there was an article on CBS today about that exact thing, and there was one a few years ago that had UCLA and and Kentucky. It was close, but it had like Louisville was the fourth team. I, I think Villanova being you know probably the fourth most pedigreed program left, and they've won three national championships. I, I think that this is the the bluest of blue bloods final fours you could get. We are straight out of Vegas. I'm RJ Bell talking to. AJ Hoffman. Let's talk about Kansas and Bill Self cutting down the nets in their region. Yeah, Kansas started out just dreadfully, could not make a shot in the first half. They were as six point favorites. They were down six at halftime. Who did they, they play, ab- AJ? They played against Miami. They and they ended up winning that game 76 to 50. So just a dominant second half performance. Outscored the Hurricanes 47 to 15 in the second half of that game. Uh, O'Shea Obaji, who is the best player on Kansas, came up with a big game. Here. 18 points uh, on 8 of 12 shooting and they just they were too much the, the size was too much Miami's gotten away with these these uh, mostly an all guard lineup most of the season you saw them or most of the uh, the tournament you saw them wear down in the second half of that game and the physicality of Kansas just kind of took over okay so I'm gonna ask AJ Bill Self he's got a title but he's also known as a guy that doesn't really come through in the biggest of the tournament games. Is he an advantage or disadvantage? What are we thinking of Bill South? As we asked earlier, is he an advantage for Kansas or a disadvantage? I think Bill Self is one of those guys who is always an advantage in in off seasons because I think he is an elite recruiter. Uh, and I, but I also think Bill Self's a guy who's maybe gotten a bit of a bad rap as a guy who can't you know can't win. Uh, this is a guy who since 2007 has been to now this is his fourth Final Four. Uh, you know, Mike, Mike Krzyzewski hasn't been to, to four Final Fours in that time. So this is a guy who is constantly yeah, but, but knocking going on the, to the door. Final Four and not winning. Is what we that's what a loser does. But how often should Kansas win? Should it be one every out of ten? One out of four years. One out of four. You make the final four. Well, that's exactly what he's done. Well, that that well, it won't well, it's be been one out of three. this year. It'd be, it's been one out of three. This would make one out of four. Okay, except for some arbitrary time. So you're saying this is since they won the title was was that 2007 or eight? That was 2007, 2007, 2008. So that 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 season. All right, so, yeah, the season's always going to be when March Madness is. So, 2008, they won the title, right? So, then, this is only – there was only one other Final Four between then There's and There's been that? two. two he, he was All a right, runner-up. So this would be the fourth one. Yes. So, one, two, three, four. So, if he loses this one, he's won one out of four. But what about the 10 he was in before – the the four he was in before that? 
How are you going to start when he won one? Well, he's never been in a final. That, that's this would be this is just oh, the fourth final four of his career. Here's what you do. You know, we should do this analysis. In fact, we'll do it for tomorrow. Here's what we're going to do, Mackenzie. We're going to look at your seed and say what should where should you have made it to, right? So if you're the second seed, you're supposed to make it to the elite eight, right? And if you're the one seed, you're supposed to make it to the final four. And then amongst the final four, we can figure out how to do that. We'll give them points accordingly. And we'll see how much, what was his projected number of rounds advanced? And what was his actual number of rounds advanced? The the week where he, or the, the game where he has historically fallen out has been this Elite Eight game. He's had more Elite Eight exits than anything. And the fact that they got through that game has got to be a, a, a welcome relief for him because I think five times now he's lost that Elite Eight game knocking on the door of the Final Four. And the question is, how many times has that been as a number one seed, which is a vast majority of those years, I would think. I, but, I would, at least a top two seed, certainly. We'll do the analysis. We'll do the analysis. 